Hi, everyone, and uh, welcome to Sea Blue Smarts, uh, where we talk about uh, hot topics in the world of B2B marketing and account-based marketing. Um, this time around, it's a slightly different format. We normally have guest speakers come and join us and, and, and talk about relevant topics. But actually, this is the conversation that Helen and I have been having between ourselves and with clients and with prospects for a number of weeks. So we thought we'd record uh, an episode with just the two of us. And it's really talking about some of the barriers that we're seeing um, and that people are experiencing today around ABM success. So what are the things holding people back from realizing the, the maximum potential of their ABM programs? And I know, Helen, you've had, you know, really great conversations and, and social um, posts going out around this. And, and, and likewise, you know, I've been commenting and talking about it quite a lot. So, I mean, maybe, Helen, do you want to, you know, let's start and, and, and mm-hmm. what, you know, what are the conversations that you're having, the, the big issues that, that you're seeing? Yeah, um, this does come up a lot. And I think one of the, the most obvious things is sales and marketing alignment now those of you who run abm programs and many many businesses have started some kind of program by this point in time you think yeah absolutely we've got that now we had the briefing at the beginning uh, we set a process in place so therefore all is well i guess the question i would ask back to anybody is what might be the telltale signs that perhaps sales and marketing alignment isn't quite as strong as you would think And it might be something as subtle as your program, it just feels a bit harder than it ought to, or things are going a bit more slowly than you think they should. That can be a sign that actually that level of integration, you may have it at the executive level, but deeper down when it comes to your actual kind of sales individuals and your marketing team who are delivering and running the program into the accounts is not quite there. So it is still one of the biggest fundamental factors. And For example, we are working with a large global organization and set up, as as you do at the start of a program, the alignment workshop, the the first kickoff workshop. And we had all of the teams there from sales and marketing. But the two people that did not attend on the day, so they were scheduled to attend, but didn't turn up, head of sales and the marketing director. And what that told us straight away is that alignment wasn't there. And lo and behold, it was almost impossible in that workshop to agree on and define really what were the objectives that you were trying to deliver against here. And if you don't have that upfront, really, you shouldn't even start at that point in time. That's one of the hardest things. Yeah, I definitely see that that alignment. And there's, there's so many different levels of alignment, isn't it? So that alignment mm-hmm. at, at a senior stakeholder level, so not having the head of sales and, and marketing, two key senior stakeholders involved in that initial, you know, kickoff suggests you know, one, are we both agreed that this is the right investment to make in account-based marketing? Are we, you know, committed and, and bought in? And, you know, I, I guess sometimes, you know, schedules, everyone is busy and, and diary doesn't allow. But I think at the very least, you want to ensure you have that level of commitment at that executive level and then maintain that level of alignment as you go. It's not a one-off activity, is it? Uh, it's right down to the the people at the the cold face, you know how well aligned are, are are all the teams are the the SDRs, the account managers, the field marketing teams, because that's definitely something that I 
I see, and I've had a number of conversations as well, is that alignment between, you know, from executive and, and global functions, oftentimes down to, you know, field and regional teams. And, and there's often a disconnect between priorities and buy-in that's established, you know, uh, globally or a senior stakeholder down to be we're actually having conversations. Are they the right accounts that we're prioritizing in, in region? Are they the right you know, are there tactics that are helping me move a conversation forward and, you know, build pipeline and close pipeline? Do I have the right tools that I need actually, you know, to, to do that, you mm-hmm. know, to have those conversations and, and drive yeah. those results? So, yeah, I think definitely getting that. You can also get a disconnect, actually. You can have really great executive alignment, but as you say, on the coal face. So the marketing team can start operating in a more strategic way, build a fantastic, you know, what they perceive to be a fantastic sales playbook that, that introduces all of this solution um, selling oriented messaging. It's really based on customer needs and drivers, but it's targeted at a C level. Now, then, if you happen to have a new or developing sales team and not all of whom are operating at a solution selling level, actually, they're going into sell products and services. There can be a massive disconnect between what's being written, what's being created and what they're actually able, the message they're able to pitch to their customer. So you could actually have a training or an awareness issue. But in fact, what the the way it's presented is the marketing content, the material that you're creating is not having the impact that you would want for your sales team and therefore not for the end customer. So you've got to really look at that, the whole journey to try and unpick where is it that we feel like we're, we're not aligned if you think you're having challenges. Yeah. Yeah. That end to end alignment how you know how robust is it how do i continue to work on it so what what are the key check-in points is it weekly monthly quarterly what's that rhythm of communication across that whole internal uh, you know stakeholder piece and then the tooling as you say to you know how do i enable each of my key stakeholders you know with the right tools um and ongoing support to ensure I'm, I'm then able to to deliver against the expectations that uh, that are set. Yeah. Exactly. And connected to that, I think, is also, is there a really deep understanding of how much time it takes genuinely to convert somebody from, um, you know, potentially considering your business's product or solution to having a live conversation with sales that then converts to a customer? Mm-hmm. If your typical... Um, sales process takes nine months, then if you start measuring your ABM program in three months against a revenue target, it is going to be perceived as failing. And that's a really big watch out for the person that's owning that program, setting that expectation up front, but you have to keep resetting it. And I'm not suggesting for a minute that you don't measure anything for the first year of an ABM program, because clearly you do. I think the emphasis then becomes looking at what are your indicators of success how have you understood and got feedback from the market that your messaging is correct and, and everything else in the program? But if you measure on on revenue, when actually it takes longer to convert than you're giving it a chance to succeed in, then that of itself can cause actually quite major disruptions between sales and, and marketing. Yeah, expectation setting is definitely something we see um, and, and often why, um, you know, ABM programs can be, you know, can be canned in some cases, you know, can, can be halted before they've really had a chance to establish themselves in the market. Because I, I know certainly a message we always, you know, um, or conversation we have with clients is that 
this is not a, a tactic or a campaign, right? This is a, a long-term approach to how you set up and run and, and execute your, your B2B marketing, right? And, and, and you're making, in, in many cases, quite a, a shift from the, the sort of things you've been doing in the past, the programs you've been running, you know, the, the lead gen type activity, and, and you're making quite a fundamental shift towards ABM. And it does take a little bit of time to find the, you know, the approaches that the, the messaging, the targeting, the execution can take time to refine and, and embed. Um, and I think that's why we always say, well, look at your what are your measures of success for the, the program that you're setting up? How have you set yourself KPIs that will reflect short, medium and, and long term results? And, you know, something like in the short term where you have a set of accounts or strategic accounts, you're, you know, and that can be a customer or or net new logo that you're going after. How well do I know the people within those accounts? How many conversations have I had with those accounts? What is their understanding of what we do as a business? So that, you know, consideration, the, the strength of relationships and, and their sort of their short term, you know, KPIs that you can you can look at. Versus then in the longer term, as you say, if it's a nine, 12 month sales cycle, you need to set your objectives. How is my pipeline growing? Is my sales cycle shortening? Um, have I improved you know, clients NPS? Have I retained the customers? There's lots of more longer term kind of KPIs that you can set. And actually taking the time to, to map those out is, is really important, right? In terms of expectation setting. I think the other one that we both see, um, Quite a lot is um, often making pretty steep investments in in technology. So I'm I'm going all in on on ABM. Therefore, I must invest in all the technology that I need because it is really resource intensive. Let me look at what I can automate. And 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 there's so many you know vendors out there. And and often you go really big on the technology and you sell the business case into your senior stakeholders that this is going to help deliver ABM. That immediately puts pressure as a marketer. I've, I've, I've won this or, you know, I've, I've got approval for this business case and this big investment. And now what? <laughs> and actually, yeah, it, it's true. And a number of people come to us because they have made that investment yeah. and it is doing an element of the ABM piece really, really well, but it isn't all of ABM, and I've written quite a lot about this before just because we talk about it so much. If you think about what it is, so that each vendor has its own solution with different technical features, of course, but in essence, you're, it's helping you to identify who is actively searching for your product in market based on keywords um, and enabling you to get tailored content to that audience more efficiently and in a streamlined way. But what that takes somebody to, your audience to, is kind of top to mid funnel. So it, it, what it doesn't do is help and work with your sales team to convert that into the meeting and um, ultimately revenue and cross-sell, upsell. It, it doesn't come up with that playbook. It doesn't come up with those recommendations or the message of itself. It still needs a team of people who are putting that strategy together and ultimately executing. So oftentimes it's not that the technology is not being successful. It's only that that particular business have only implemented the first 
part, the first answer to the overall equation of of ABM and not all of it. So it's kind of, yes, and next, what we need to do is X, Y, Z. And that's what takes the experience of running the ABM program, which either people, you know, bring um bring people in-house into their team or work with you know, agencies like ourselves to to help with that strategic support. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and, you know, it is big investment is made. I get it up running as quickly as I can. I find myself running a huge amount of, you know, paid ads through the platform. And that's in some cases, that's my view of, of ABM. And it's, there is that complete disconnect. How do I how do I engage those individuals within accounts that are, you know, that, that we see traction from a, a paid media perspective, but how do I, yeah, continue that conversation and, and really focus on, it's almost like bringing inbound, you know, it is inbounds and outbounds motions, right? We are mm-hmm. coming at it from two perspectives. So it's how do we, you know, how do teams set up the, you know, the marketing activity using these platforms, using some of the intelligence um, and then ensure that we've got the right insights, the right playbooks, the right activation plan that you can, uh, you know, attach an outbound motion. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I don't think you, you, you know, you're looking at one or the other. I actually think it's both working in combination. Mm-hmm. I think that inbound, you know, activity and that, that marketing led activation is is continuing to enrich their understanding of your solution, your, you know, the capability that you have to solve a particular need or pain points that they have, building that brand relevance and association, all really important in a targeted, focused way to a set of accounts or individuals or common needs or challenges and then supporting from a from an outbound. Yeah, um, I, I think to that point exactly is probably a relevant moment to start talking about budget because Actually, what can happen if you take that uh, technology first approach is that actually, you know, no matter how big your budget in any business, it's always going to have a cap. And if the majority of that is spent on onboarding amazing tech, you really got to question and think for yourself, well, what is left over to actually activate, to deliver this, to bring this to market? Um, because one of the reasons coming back to our initial question about, you know, People come to us and say, oh, my, my ABM is, is not working or at least not in the way I want it to. What's going on? Can you help me figure it out? Part of that sometimes is about um, budget being spread too thin. And actually, if you break ABM down, yes, it is a very it's a specific way of going to market and it's a specific structure and approach. But ultimately, all of the principles of really good marketing, great content marketing, great this marketing, that marketing, they all still apply, don't they? You, you still have to think about what is your channel mix when you get to that point. What's the message? The message is based off the insight. Have you made assumptions in your insight or have you really validated what those people in your target audience need? Because actually, kind of way back when, marketing was about, oh, what sector is it? And is it is it the IT director or the IT manager? Well, actually, in an ABM world, you're talking about a much more complex buying centre. So does your business have you guessed at what that buying centre needs and why they wouldn't buy from you? Or do you really understand it? Because you've actually done some quick um, interviews, research, whether that's qual or, or, or quant. There's so many assumptions that can be made along that journey that actually when it comes to looking at your ABM spend, 
and your ABM performance, you have to break it down at every step of the way, don't you? Otherwise, you, you can very quickly assume that it's something over here to blame at the end of the process, perhaps a tactic, and it might be something right up front. Yeah, yeah. It's, I think whether others have coined the phrase ABM audit, but, you know, we're we're adopting that phrase at, at least around, you know, one of the things that, that almost like a checklist that you can mm-hmm. go through to to. I think help you isolate maybe some of the knowledge gaps, capability gaps, just areas to improve execution that can help one ensure the the budget, the investment, the spend that you're making is is optimized, right? And and then you know, secondly, and and I guess what you know, senior stakeholders in particular are looking for is the results that you're generating for for the business and. Mm-hmm. There is no shortcut, as we well know, in terms of building that, you know, putting those really strong foundations, mm-hmm. you know, around audience selection, whether that's an account level or a sector level or a geography level or firmographics, you know, so that initial audience selection and then drilling down into uh, the specific, you know, buying unit decision makers and that, you know, users, influencers, detractors, final kind of budget holders. How well do I understand, you know, each of those individual entities within an account or group of accounts? Um, and then how well am I am I speaking to the, the challenges, the needs, the goals, the ambitions that that individuals within those roles will have? Right. So there's an end. That in turn, right, if you understand that plus, a, you know, a deep understanding of the sectors or accounts and, and what's happening at a macro economic level as well as an individual account level really help you to craft the, the effective messaging. Right. And, and that's a big part of what um, what we do as well is really focusing on the messaging hooks mm-hmm. um, and, and using that to create create differentiation as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I think so. picking up on you know, the type of audience that you connect with, something that we've seen is that a lot of businesses, when they think ABM, default to one to one ABM. I think the market in general is beginning to realise that actually the investment required to deliver one to one ABM and actually have a big impact is huge. And the way we often go in, not because of budget, but actually because we feel like it's a better way to test the message with the market is to look at those one to few campaigns, looking at that hybrid model where you can identify either it's it could be based on on sector specifics or it could be behavioral, it could be by a journey, many different re- reasons for collecting accounts together. But actually taking learnings from that one to few approach first and then when you really understood what connects, then go deeper and invest one to one, which can help your budget go further in the long run, yeah. rather than spending an awful lot of money up front on going really, really deep on just a few accounts, which is brilliant for those accounts. But when yeah. you're in charge of end to end marketing, it's not great for the rest of, of your um, your organisation. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I think if you're if you're running true one to one ABM, you you know you're talking about a budget of 100k plus for that one account like realistically that's what you can spend on true one-to-one marketing therefore it you know in essence it is limited to those 
multi-million pound or dollar, you know, accounts that you're seeking to either retain, acquire or grow. And, and therefore, when you look at it as an overall kind of cost of sale, that investment is absolutely worthwhile. And, and the ROI is, is certainly, you know, justified. The spend is justified in terms of the potential ROI and, and, and revenue benefits of the business. But there aren't many, you know, organizations or even, you know, accounts out there where, you know, you can realistically spend that or, or justify spending that amount of money. So absolutely to, you know, to, to what you said and, and what we see and what we recommend, absolutely starting with that one, one to few approach, you know what works. You can test and refine the message and then you gradually start to, you know, you simply start to extend the, the scope and the reach of that message. And mm-hmm. I actually think that's where we definitely see um, in terms of overall spend and thinking and long term, while you often have an initial weighting of investment up front, you're actually investing in a, in a huge amount of those foundational aspects right the the research the understanding the the messaging development the content and the spend can can decrease over time because you, you start to generate those economies of scale mm-hmm. um, and there and therefore your ROI increases year on year as the program establishes and matures and and mm-hmm. you know you're simply looking at refining rather than building from scratch um, mm-hmm. And I think that's often where, again, back to making big investments, right? If you've if you've spent a huge portion of your available budget in in technology, and then not had the the time or the resource or the investments to to build some of you know invest in those foundational things, you you struggle to reap the benefits, right? Because yeah. there there are major gaps missing, and mm. therefore you're struggling to realise those economies of scale. You end up having to put more budget into paying for content and almost keeping your your paid media spend mm. and digital advertising going rather than you know starting to realize those uh, yeah. those efficiencies i think connected to that is also the question of at what stage in the buying journey are you starting starting to invest in those prospects if, if indeed you're doing a, a net new um customer piece um because are you actually or, or is there a confusion between your ABM budget and just good old brand awareness? So not taking anything away from brand awareness and it being absolutely critical and a, a, a part of your marketing. But actually, if accidentally or unintentionally your ABM budget is being spent on trying to make very early stage um, people in your total target uh, market aware of who you are, that actually isn't really where your ABM money should be spent. You want to be picking people up who are actively considering you. And you might say, and customers do say to us, well, we've got the tech, so we're registering buyer intent signals and we're taking people from that moment of showing us an intent. You have to remember that signal is based on keywords that you've assigned at different stages of your buying journey. So, are those keywords right? That's all it is. It's somebody searching on a keyword that's demonstrating intent. So if you're seeing people coming into your program and you're not converting, they're not moving through the funnel. There may be a number of things at play. It could be, as we said, the insight, the audience, the message. But it could also be that they're just not ready to buy from you yet, in which case stop spending your ABM pounds or dollars 
on trying to convert, desperately convert someone who's just not in the market to buy your products. Focus on those people who are. And that's where you'll have a, a much more successful program. Yeah. And, and that's where some of your always on kind of marketing can help to, you know, keep those people who are searching on those keywords. But again, they're, they're too early. They're early, mid stage, you know, in terms of their thinking and their readiness to move forward. Um, you can keep engaged, you know, just and, and you don't need you don't need to hook them in and, and put them into nurture sequences. Right. I think you can engage them through, you know, simply the content that you, you, you push out organically. Right. I, I think when, when you've created association, you know, p- people will find that content, will find you, will connect with what you're saying and will 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 want to consume more of that. You don't need to hook them in and, and, and keep pushing stuff into their inbox. Um, you know, just you, you can do it in, you know, more um in more organic ways and again lower you know lower cost as well right mm. um and then as you say focus then on those who are more ready to engage and then it's it's a case of how do you support that you know um SDR BDR kind of motion initially and then into into your kind of your sales um your full kind of sales playbook to to help convert mm. them so mm-hmm. um yeah absolutely we're agreed so i think we're to summarize right the three key barriers that we see mm-hmm. alignment and that's across functional units within an organization and even across you know that global regional within marketing itself ensure you've got that that consistent alignment you have to work on it it's not a one-time activity it's ongoing alignment um setting we've got expectations mm-hmm. so expectation management um setting short medium and long-term KPIs and measures of success. Um, and then we've got budget. So I think tied to that is selecting the right type of ABM. So one-to-one or, as you know, as we recommend, one-to-few. Um, looking at your execution. So not single channel. It's, it's a multi-channel execution. Um, and that blends of inbound, outbound. So mm-hmm. alignment, expectation setting and budgets. Yeah, absolutely. Three key focus areas. Yeah. So, um, yeah, you know, I, I think we continue to talk about this a lot, and, and we could talk all day. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you know, I, I think we'll continue to 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 comment on it, and and you know, focus on checklists or things that you know, practical things that you can take into um, marketers can take into their businesses just to see where they can optimize. But yeah. um. Yeah, I mean, I hope people found this <laughs> this conversation useful. I know, yeah, we we always enjoy a chat like this. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, love to hear actually in terms of th- this type of content and format for for Simply Smarts. Um, mm-hmm. So I say thank you.